Anyone who does this to you, in my opinion, has absolutely no regard for your feelings and is not an effective problem solver. Welcome to the Free and Happy Woman Podcast. My name is Teddy. I'm a mind-body wellness coach, and my mission is to inspire you to prioritize your health, healing, and happiness. I'm here to remind you that all of this is possible no matter where you are in life. This is the place where you're going to learn how to put yourself first, stop holding yourself back from your own happiness, and get empowered to return home to yourself. Here, we're going to be talking about topics that help you to dig deeper with yourself and create long-lasting emotional healing so that you can create the life that you truly desire. If any of that resonates with you, you are in the right place. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'm sending you a great big hug for showing up for yourself today. All right, beautiful soul, let's get started. Hello, beautiful soul, welcome or welcome back. I hope you're doing well if we don't know each other yet. Hey there, my name is Teddy and I love helping women and overgivers learn how to put themselves first and find joy again through strengthening their emotional health because when you feel good emotionally, everything else follows. If that resonates with you, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so we can heal together. Today we're picking up from our previous conversation about manipulation tactics. If you haven't seen part one, go check that one out as well. We talked about more manipulation tactics there, but I decided to split this up into two segments so that they can be more digestible. So if you haven't seen that one, you can check that one out when you're done with part two. So just like part one, I'd like to reiterate that the purpose of this episode is for educational purposes only. Nothing that I say is meant for you to actually put into place on another person. Please operate in integrity if you want to have a connection with someone or if you want to have them in your life and if you're not willing to do that please rethink your dating decisions so with all that being said let's get right into the next set of manipulation tactics number one is guilt tripping guilt tripping is the first manipulation tactic that we're discussing today and it's exactly how it sounds this one is when a person tries to make you feel guilty for something in order to get what they want this one is trash but it works really well if the person is really good at making you sympathize with them Usually the thing that they're trying to guilt trip you for is innocent and it's not even hurting them in any way. For example, you haven't seen your friends in a while. You guys decide to make plans to see each other. You've been talking about it and you're really excited. And all of a sudden on the day of your partner says something like, so you'd rather spend time with them on your day off instead of me, huh? Even though you spend plenty of time with your partner and they get enough attention and you've been planning this for weeks. Be careful with this one though, because I've seen this work even when when you don't do anything at all. It has definitely worked on me before. An example of this is if you see your partner doing something that doesn't make you feel great and you explain that it doesn't make you feel great, but then they turn it around on you like, OMG, I can't believe you would accuse me of this or I can't believe you would think like that of me. You will feel so bad that somehow you end up apologizing when you didn't even do anything. This happens a lot in narcissist and empath relationships and we can definitely talk about that dynamic in the future. If you're interested, just let me know. But they can end up doing this simply to avoid accountability for their own actions. So they will try to take the attention off of them and place it onto you. This one can be challenging to stand up to if it's easy to make you feel bad or feel small, but recognizing it and standing up for yourself could stop it from happening depending on what you're dealing with
within that particular relationship. Guilt tripping can also be used as a way to isolate you from your friends and family so that you have no sense of community to lean on when you need it. So you end up being completely dependent on that person. And when you don't have a sense of community around you or a few solid friends around, it can be difficult to leave a relationship when you really want to, because one, it's really scary to realize that you'd be completely alone without that other person. And two, if you do leave, now you don't have anywhere to go because you were guilted into leaving your community behind for that relationship, or you were guilted into cutting specific people off. But this is just a couple examples of how guilt tripping can be used for manipulation purposes. Number two is comparison. This is when the manipulator might make you feel inferior by comparing you to others. One example of how this works in relationships is if you and your partner are having a disagreement and they compare you to one of their exes and how the ex may be better in a particular situation or they just make you feel bad in general by making it seem like their ex or someone else is better than you, which is not effective at all. and can make you not feel good enough for that person and it doesn't solve whatever the actual problem is at hand. Anyone who does this to you, in my opinion, has absolutely no regard for your feelings and is not an effective problem solver. And if you want a successful and peaceful relationship, you need an effective problem solver and not someone who throws salt on the injury and creates more problems for you. That doesn't make a lick of sense. The long-term effects of this can include you comparing yourself to people in that person's life over time. And whenever you all are on good terms, you end up thinking about the person you were compared to and you might think about your partner possibly leaving you and going back to them. This becomes a rocky foundation because of the comparisons and now you can no longer think clearly about fixing the real issue at hand because insecurity now has been planted and now your main focus is being better than that other person when your focus should be to be better than you were yesterday. Please remember that you are unique and valuable just as you are and there's never a reason to compare if the goal is to have a better connection and reduce friction in a relationship. Number three, playing the martyr. The martyr complex is a real thing, but this situation is a little different than that. So when someone is playing the martyr, they are portraying themselves as this person that spends their time sacrificing for others. People who are actually martyrs or have taken a similar role in their life never really talk about it because they don't have to. They're natural givers and it's in their nature to just be good. But they usually end up being burnt out because of this. However, someone who tends to play the martyr role will often portray themselves as this super selfless person who makes sacrifices to create a sense of obligation in others. They're not taking selfless action. They're actually taking selfish action because they're only thinking about their own personal gain when they're doing things for others and that other person has no idea. And while it can feel really good having someone do all of these awesome things for you, be aware of what's happening there when they bring up all of the good things that they've done for you. People who are just naturally kind don't need to put whatever they did for you back in your face. So if someone's doing this to you and they have to constantly remind you of the things that they've given or things that they've helped you with, they're usually doing this to make you feel indebted so that you can do something for them in return. A good example of this is when men buy you a simple $25 meal and expecting a little something something just because of that. But remember, you don't owe anybody anything, especially if you didn't ask them to do certain things for you to begin with. You shouldn't have to feel like you're being guilted into doing something for them just because they did something for you that was in their own free will to do. 
Number four, intimidation and aggression. Some manipulators use fear and force to control others, and this is one of the more dangerous ones. The person who is doing the manipulating may use fear, force, or threats in order to control your decisions. This is one of the easier ones to spot because it puts you in a position where you don't feel safe and you feel at danger. Anytime you don't feel safe with the person who is supposed to help and support you and create a safe space for you is a very loud signal to pay attention to. This is a tactic used by a person whose goal is to overpower you. And this is not okay. The best thing to do if you can is to separate yourself from the situation by walking away. And please never ever let someone think that it's okay to play with you forcefully at any point because they could have aggressive tendencies in general and it has nothing to do with you. But they're just waiting for you to give them some kind of okay so that they can show their true nature. Do whatever you feel is best to protect yourself in this situation. But this kind of person is very dangerous to be in a relationship with. That's all I will get into about this one but let me know if you're interested in a more deep dive into this person and I can do more of that in the future of course with a trigger warning and the last one I want to talk about today is playing on insecurities manipulators can exploit your vulnerabilities as another way for them to gain control over you and over a specific situation if someone continuously puts you down or makes you doubt yourself they might be manipulating you and if you don't have a true connection with yourself this will work on you every single time this is a tactic where a person can take Take advantage of you using your self-doubts, things that you aren't fully confident in within yourself, or just any information that you've shared about yourself that you don't normally share with just anybody. This can be done intentionally or unintentionally, but the goal is to control, influence, or exploit you in that specific situation. So here's a few ways that someone could manipulate you by playing on your insecurities in just a little more detail and in order. So first, they will sniff out your insecurities. They will first observe you and they will take note of parts of yourself that you nitpick at and show a lack of confidence in. These could be related to your appearance, past relationships, your professional life, or any other personal aspects where you have self-doubt or sensitivity. Once they identify your insecurities, they may subtly or explicitly point them out by making comments or observations that trigger those self-doubts. For example, they might comment on your weight, intelligence, or lack of success in a certain area, and they might do it in a joking way as well. And then try to downplay your emotions about it. This has happened to me multiple times where I have been labeled as too sensitive when someone's trying to make a comment or a joke about something related to my appearance or something else that I might have confided in them about. And if someone trusted you to be vulnerable with, then why would you make a joke about anything that they tell you? You're showing that they cannot trust you or that maybe they made a wrong decision by trusting you. So no, I don't think that's funny. Now, after they point out this insecurity, they may offer reassurance or a solution that seems supportive on the surface. They might say things like, you know, you're not the only one who struggles with this, or I'm just being honest. I care about you and I want to help you. And they will really try to package this up as if they are genuinely concerned about your well-being. And lastly, by appearing empathetic and understanding, the manipulator aims to create emotional dependence. They'll position themselves as someone who can provide that emotional support or solution that you need in order to overcome your insecurities. And you'll have this false sense of security and think that they are the only person or one of the only people who can help you through it. 
when really this is supposed to be your responsibility to do for yourself. So I'm gonna wrap this one up. And with all of this being said, I'd like to leave you with a few notes and a few key things that you can do so that dealing with manipulating people can be a lot easier when you spot them. You have to build a stronger connection with yourself and with your intuition. You may have heard this before, but that's because it's super important. When you have a stronger connection to your intuition, you'll be able to tap into your inner knowing and just feel into whether or not you should be involved further with a person or if something just seems off. A lot of people tend to ignore these feelings if they have them and they end up brushing them off. But by not listening to that inner knowing, we usually find ourselves in situations that we have no business being in. And this is where that disconnect from our higher self tends to happen. When we ignore our intuition or that gut feeling long enough, over time we end up not feeling it as strongly and we find ourselves confused about what next steps we should be taking in life. Once you rebuild that connection with yourself, do not ignore those feelings when presented with future relationships. Also, do not hop from a toxic relationship into a new relationship. If you've experienced a toxic relationship, chances are you've experienced one or two of the things that we've talked about in either part one or part two of this little series. And if so, you understand clearly the effects that they have on you. These things don't just go away overnight, so you need to spend time alone to heal and build yourself back up because if not, you could be making your next partner pay for things that they didn't do to you or you could end up in a situation where you can end up being taken advantage of or manipulated all over again and the next time it may happen a lot easier because you still have open wounds from your previous relationship. So learn how to be okay with being alone so that you can heal those wounds. You should also be working on your self-confidence when you have moments of being single. Don't just let your single days pass by just wishing that you can have a perfect relationship because perfect will never happen. So spend that time learning about how you can build your self-confidence so that people can't come along and play on your insecurities and get you to be dependent on them. I know that's easier said than done, but it starts with one small action at a time. And my last piece of advice is learn how to operate from love and the logic. We cannot deny how important love is. After all, humans were never meant to be alone, which is why Adam was blessed with Eve and Lilith before that, but if you know, you know. So it's okay to want love, but just as much as you operate from love, you also need to have the same amount of logic when you're building relationships with people. It's so easy to be blinded with love and strong feelings that we quickly turn away from things that are clear signs of manipulation and red flags that we we really need to pay attention to. We see these signs, but decide to ignore them because love blinds us, but you have to be able to think clearly in every situation and don't allow the fact that you love someone to take away your ability to think and question the true intentions and nature of that person. If you're blinded by love, you could be landing yourself in a situation that is difficult for you to get out of in the long run and stay in a place much longer than you need to be. That is all I have for today on identifying and understanding manipulation tactics part two. Remember that knowledge is power. By being aware of these tactics, you can protect yourself and those around you from manipulation. Please don't forget to prioritize yourself and show up for yourself in the same way that you show up for the people that you love. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and showing up for yourself. I love you so much and I will see you soon. Bye. 
Hey, thank you for listening to this week's podcast. I truly hope you got some major takeaways from it that you can start using this week. If this episode resonated with you in any way or helped you in any way, share it with someone that you love. And if you share it on social media, don't forget to tag me because I love seeing how what I do impacts people just like you. Please leave a review on the podcast. That will help me out so, so much. And if you want to learn more about how somatic and embodiment practices can help you to deepen your emotional healing journey and create more long-lasting change in your life, be sure to grab Embody Your Healing. This is a free training that I created that goes more into depth on how to utilize these practices and how they can help you to create those changes that you're looking for so that you can finally heal, find your joy, and build the life that you truly desire and deserve. You'll also receive a free guided embodiment practice that will help you to release emotional baggage and feel more love and joy. The link is in the show notes for you, and I can't wait to hear about some of your insights and takeaways from the training soon. I love you so much, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Talk to you soon.